are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. So are you going to be sticking your pinky into this recording today, or are you that edible to the up enough? I don't feel like talking about that on recording. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta say, that was a random text that I got in between showings last night with the Yuzna Fest. I'm like looking down, I'm like, I dipped my finger, and damn, this is good. And I'm like... (laughs) You gotta, before you put it on food... You put your pinky in. You gotta taste it. Jam. Yes. You taste it. It was a completely of all of the texts that we send each other. That was possibly the most innocent text we've ever sent. <laughs> oh, yeah. And of course, it's the one you latch onto forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not. You're not a Ken Marino yelling. I'm gonna dip my balls in it. From yeah. the <laughs> but I would. <laughs> I did really make. Good. By the way, on our on our group chat. I did make a um, – it wasn't the state. Was it Upright Citizens Brigade? It might have been Upright Citizens Brigade reference, and nobody said anything, so you're all dead to me. No. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. I said I need more green for two box years, and nobody said anything. I'm very upset right now. <laughs> I didn't catch that. I'm sorry. It. It's all right. It's the th- I, I will quote that until the day I die, and – Nobody knows what I'm quoting, and I would prefer it that way. You you have one now. Mine is I'm Doug. I'll sell, tell somebody that I'm Doug when I'm trying to argue with them, <laughs> and they're like, "What?" And they're like, "What?" And if they don't respond, to your dad, I'm Doug. <laughs> I'm Doug, and your dad. Yes. Well, see, I'm I got a out of here. This is explains so much one. about our friendships. <laughs> I got a random one that I use, and it's actually from the whitest kids you know, and it was it's from this, the the sex robot sket that they did, and it's just it's just the the the, the black um, jurist who goes, oh hell no, uh, when she's on trial, the robot's like, I'm here for sex, and she just like, stands up like, oh hell no. <laughs> See, my favorite whitest kids, you know, is uh, them planning the first day of school ever and like what classes they're going to have and who is going to do what and what the school day should look like. And once all the teachers have agreed, they're like, OK, awesome. So we'll start at 8 a.m. Uh, awesome. OK, hail Satan. And everybody goes, hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I don't like about our group text is the fact that um Courtney treat, treats me like a bully in elementary school whenever we talk about food. Like, I'm like, <laughs> it's like, you don't know about, she gatekeeps food on me all the time. Like, I'm not a 46-year-old man who's been in a kitchen every day of my life in some respect or another. And it's hurtful. You don't know about us, Cardo. Oh, go back to your Twinkies. What do I do with all this basil? 
you are an idiot. Like, what? I just, I have so much. I want to know what to do with so much basil. If I lived two hours from you, I would drive to go get that basil because I've had to plant you. basil from seed because I can't get fresh basil anywhere near me. <laughs> I'll send you basil. Do you want basil? <laughs> I have so much. I've been giving it away. I've been cutting it off and like tying it up on little strings so people can hang it in their house, which is what I really need to do. Every room needs basil. Oh, that sounds like a wonderful house. It does. Basil mint soap out of it. Ooh. I bet you would, you sick fuck. You. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's how it feels when you're me. And well, I, I mean, for, I just uh, see a you joke. Right now. I want a joke recipe about Ohio salsa, and like like an actual recipe though. And you guys are like, "Oh no, stick it up your ass, dumb fuck!" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> it was your fault for saying I want to make Ohio salsa, and I said I'm pretty sure that's just mayonnaise with like raisins Which in it. It's a funny joke. It's a funny joke. But then you have to come back and be like, "Okay, this is how you would make Ohio salsa." Like. <laughs> He, he typed out a whole entire recipe, and I'm just like, I just go buy Joti Garcia's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. I have so many tomatoes. It's so much basil, and so much. It's so many. Well, I planted. You, I, you know I what like, you need to do then is you need to go and buy some mozzarella and feed the entire neighborhood some. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. No, I I went to the store. I went and bought two banana pepper plants planted those plants nothing happened with those plants until like two weeks ago and this was back in like i don't know april that i planted them <laughs> and nothing was i was like i guess i'm not gonna have banana peppers then and all of a sudden like last week i have like 200 banana peppers and i'm like what the f-? all right fine. <laughs> fine i guess i'm doing something with these now and i woke up and they went oh shit i was supposed to make so many peppers oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and i have Whatever the the um, the squash, I saw it for the first time ever outside of my garden on the sushi show. Um, oh. Yeah, Peter Pan squash. I have a yeah. bunch of Peter. Oh, Pan I squash. love that squash. The uh, I, you know, and the thing is, is I had to back it up because I thought she said pat a pat squash, and I'm like, what well, the she fuck did. is pat a pat? She did not squash. say Peter Pan. Yeah, she said like, something that wasn't Peter Pan. She said like something pat a pat. I'm like, what the fuck is pat a pat? And I backed it up and I looked at it and I went, that's fucking Peter Pan squash. What are you talking about? We get so mad at cooking shows too, guys. Oh, I know what this is. We we get I've so never mad heard at cooking it called... shows. Yeah, so that apparently it's both. Apparently it's Peter Pan and also Patty Pan, both. Okay. Dated Patty Pan. So for apparently for Peter Pan is some sort of a hybrid version of the same squash. So for the listeners who don't know, which is all the listeners, um, <laughs> we watch a lot of fucking cooking shows yeah. together oh, in chat. Oh, uh, a large majority of our time is spent either like the watching the three or four horrible movies we're going to watch for this show and then just watching cooking shows. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're not talking like just the stuff on Food Network. We're, we're talking about the cooking shows on Food Network, on Netflix, on Hulu. On, on Roku now. We've moved on to Roku. Cause we found a new like, one on Max. <laughs> yeah. Cooking through the decades where the people cook like a recipe. Oh, yeah, that's like on Discovery 50s, 60s. Plus also. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to get into that one. <laughs> I got to get See, through Zumbo first. I, See, through... I have 
I have a ritual every Sunday, and my ritual is in order to mentally prepare myself for worst cooks in America, <laughs> I watch old episodes of Sandra Lee so I could build up the venom and the bile of disgust. <laughs> so that way I'm prepared to just like verbally abuse the worst cooks in America properly. I'm, so- <laughs> I'm sorry I made this conversation happen. I was feeling hurt by you two in the kitchen so i had to say hey, something therapy listen, has taught me i've got to voice that i am an all opportunities eater i like trash from taco casa i like eating seventy-five thousand goldfish i also like corning my own beef for an entire week and boiling it on a sunday evening which is why i was a little bit late to getting ready for this call because that was t- did you Italy. see that PAX West, the convention, has a goldfish store in the on the convention floor. I mean, so that weird. Great. It's like a grocery store Why in not? the middle of this convention full of goldfish crackers. Why not? And I'm like, that's bro. Whoever your marketing guy is, whatever Gen X marketing person you've got, give them a raise. Yeah, <laughs> they fantastic. killed it. They did great. Yeah, they did a great job. What are we doing? Why are we, we here? <laughs> we are... Um, I, I, I didn't even have plans to do this. I just happened to stumble upon this on, um, on you, on YouTube and something it like unlocked a core memory. And I was like, Oh shit. I totally forgot about this whole entire genre that was out for a while. Um, we are taking a look at the genre of the VCR board game, yes. which I don't know who the fuck came up with this idea um, because it's insane. It's, it's, it's totally insane to think that, you know, you're going to play a board game while also watching something on your fucking VCR. And it, it doesn't work. No, that's the thing. Like the concept, cause you have to be Courtney. Have you ever played one of these? I have not. I was just looking up uh, some facts about them, and I was trying to sort of figure out how long they were happening. Uh, It seems like by the time I was a cognizant person, they were pretty much donezo. Yeah. Seems like the latest one I can find is the Star Trek one in, like, 92. Mm -hmm. For, For people like you and me, it's a nightmare. Because you literally, like, one of the things you have to do is, like, fast forward or rewind to a certain point, like, exactly... Oh, I would hate that. And you have to get it right or you're going to miss something. Yes. Right? So, like, it is a nightmare. Like, even as a child when I was undiagnosed OCPD, like, I was just screaming at the TV and at my parents and at my brother and whoever would listen because you were, no, you got to back up three more seconds. You know, okay, go forward two more. Like, it's just a nightmare. It's it's awful. And some of the concepts just didn't even make any sense, too, because, and, 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 like, the, the, the one that we're the ones that we're going to do for this episode, it just to me didn't make sense to play them as a VCR board game because what you were doing with the board game did not connect with the video, and there was a oh. couple of videos that were like that, and it's so bizarre. But 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 we're doing, and I think it was Parker Brothers that started this whole thing, so it's 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 appropriate that we're doing these ones. We're doing Clue, the VCR game. Which, you know, technically you think would work. And the Clue VCR game was such a huge hit that they released a sequel 
called Clue to Murder in Disguise. And so those are the two we're going to be focusing on. But I just wanted to also go over some of the the games that they thought that people would really enjoy playing <laughs> with their VCR. So as you mentioned, Courtney, the Star Trek one. So yeah, Star Trek The Next Generation, um, which is famous for uh, the Klingon saying, enjoy binge, you know, whenever you're being tortured. <laughs> Uh, probably the most famous one that a lot of people would know would be the series of uh, either Nightmare or Atmosphere board yeah. games, the mm-hmm. horror-themed ones, um, which those ones were actually fun. The, the way that those were played out, those worked. Those were a lot of fun. And then you got the rest. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, they're not great. <laughs> yeah. So in 1986, Parker Brothers released a VCR... No, not Parker Brothers, but Mattel released a VCR board game called Predicaments. And, <laughs> you know, Predicaments. Yeah. That and, sounds like a Victorian-era whodunit play. Right. It's a, it, that's, that's definitely like local theater. Yes. And it's not... Uh, what it is, is it is a parody of soap operas okay. hosted by Joan Rivers. Okay. Back, and, back around the other way. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here now. I want, uh, I want in on this. And the whole point of the game was you had these cards that were who, what, where, when, and why. And throughout the course of the game, they would the characters would ask like a, a question that be, would begin with that. And then you would see an appropriate card title come up. And the first person who was able to find an appropriate who, what, where, when, why, or how card in their hand to shout out what it said on the card would get the point. And then the, the characters on the VCR board game would pretend that they're reacting to what you said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We should remake this genre. <laughs> the three it. of us should remake this genre in some insane fashion. <laughs> I don't know what it would be like, but it, we, we could do it. I think it, we could do it. It definitely involves all of our biggest hats. It mm. definitely, yeah, it's called Big Hats, the VCR board game. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to it, figure out how to record onto a VCR tape in the year 2023. <laughs> I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so next next up on the VCR board game uh, was uh, Gargoyles, the VCR board game, which came as part of the yep. pilot movie that was released on VHS. So they're like, you know, the pilot movie is not enough. Let's turn this into a board game also. Hold on. You might want to check your... Um... You might want to check your video streams here. Hold on. Uh oh. If I can get it. Does Does Mr. Farmer own gargoyles? If I oh, can... no. oh, he he's he, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got it. Mr. Boogity. He's got Mr. Boogity. There he is. Gargoyles oh, movie. Is. Yeah. Oh. Right here. Somewhere so, yeah. there it is. So they took the first five episodes of Gargoyles and compiled it into a movie, which works. It was great. And then afterwards, it's like, okay, now we're going to play a board game, kids. Is it on this 
It is. It is on that. Yeah. It's on this. What is this? Oh, it's got the. I didn't realize. So I lied earlier when I said I didn't have a VCR game. Yeah. I do. Yeah, it's all in it. that. It's all in that package, baby. It's got a spinner. I didn't realize it was. So I thought that it was a second tape, and I thought I didn't have it because, oh. like, there's a second tape in the package that I didn't have. But no, it's all on the same tape. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got a board game. I got a. I got a game board here. Oh, look at this. This is exciting. This is exciting. You get off the call. That's right. (laughs) You're going to be like, hey, Lacey. Me and the cats are going to be playing this game. (laughs) So um, next up, we have Rich Little's VCR Charade. My God. (laughs) Why? Why are we not playing this? (laughs) The visceral chill that went through my body just from Rich Little's... I heard you. Is it Dorf on VHS? <laughs> so it's, it's, it, is, it is a charades game where you, you would do charades with your partners and then you would also have to watch Rich Little do charades. And you had until the contestants playing with Rich Little... Uh, whoever would guess first, either you guess first or the contestants playing with Rich Little contest uh, gets it. And then after Rich Little is done with his little charade, of course, he would do his shtick. So yeah, so like, question about Rich Little's charades. Um, man famously known for his vocal talent is doing a game that relies on not using your voice at all. Yes. Is it is it a lot of just, ooh, ooh Don Knotts? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> I have no idea. We'll so next we have two uh, two uh, that came out. Uh, one is called The Doorways to Adventure. And the second one is called The Doorways to Horror. And this is the one that you were talking about where you had to like fast forward. Mm-hmm. So you would go around the you would go around with the cards and you would land on a certain color and you would have to fast forward on your VCR tape until you saw that color door appear and you would play that clip and they would play a clip from some public domain shit and <laughs> um you it would be like you have the opportunity to to bid and win this treasure and whoever bids the most treasure of course wins the game yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kids, the world was wild before everyone had the internet, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you act like the internet is wild. This the existed stuff, before. The stuff we had to come up with to keep ourselves entertained when we couldn't just doom scroll on our phone for six hours. Mm-hmm. Lady Cleo existed. Oh, Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo existed. <laughs> what a complicated woman. <laughs> But, no one understood her but her mother. <laughs> but they get worse. Of course they do. Why wouldn't they get worse? This is this, this is, is Skulls and yeah. Thank you. Why Thank here. you. So we also had Flash Match and Flash Match Junior. Um, basically, this was Memory, the VCR board game. So you had a set of cards that you had to look at, and then. Um, the VCR would suddenly make you go epileptic by showing you a bunch of random images really quick 
And you had to figure out after watching that really quick clip what images they showed and if they match what you have in your hand. Oh, and so the person who has the most wins. <laughs> <laughs> this is just Clockwork Orange. This is programming yes. Winter Soldiers. This yes. is why. Oh, well, this is why we're in the political predicament we're in. Obviously. <laughs> This is some Hallow- this is some Halloween three shit. <laughs> uh, next <laughs> next next up we have Candyland, the VCR game. Okay. Um, and it consisted of four separate games. Uh, two of them were color matching games, and the other two were picture matching games. The Color matching games were known as Who's Been Eating My House and Lord Licorice's Surprise. I don't want anything to do with Lord Licorice's Surprise, to be honest with you. (laughs) And the picture matching games were called Lonely Old King Candy and Don't Say Fluffy Puffer. This is all just built into McGruff the Crime Dog's school presentations. And then up next we have... Commercial Crazies, the VCR board game, um, and VCR board games. This 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 VCR board game was basically you were forced to watch commercials, <laughs> and then you had to answer questions correctly about the commercial that you just watched. Were they like national commercials, like that were just on TV? That you've seen a thousand times? Uh, we know? Yeah, I mean, and these were these were produced uh, by the uh, Shuttle Mayer Commercial Company, the people responsible for Where's the Beef? Um, so just training the yeah. American people to be better consumers. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I, re- I remember this one because some of the commercials on there was the Where's the Beef commercial, the... Uh, the the Russian fashion show Wendy's commercial was on there. The fast talking guy FedEx commercial was on there. In fact, he hosted the game. Um, Whoever came up with this at that marketing agency was a genius. How can we sell more commercials? Well, let's put them on a VCR tape and sell them to the public. And a board game is the most insidiously genius thing I think I've ever heard in my life. It is. Speaking of a table full of people on a board going, yes, okay, thank you, nice, hell Satan. Yes, hell Satan. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. Oh my God. And Please fill we... out this survey that came with your board game about your favorite commercial so we can make more commercials like that commercial. <laughs> you already and... know it's Where's the Beef. <laughs> and then we it's had... It's time to make the donuts. <laughs> yes, then we Which had, I still quote. That's how rotted my brain is from 80s commercials. Uh, I said it uh, before a performance once, uh, <laughs> my students performing, and they were like, what? You're making donuts? I said, no, it's a – no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I have time for this. Go. Go on stage. <laughs> so next up on the VCR board games, we have the Three Stooges VCR board game. And the Honeymooners VCR board game. And huh. how does that with, work? With these, you would watch a clip, and then you had to guess questions correctly to get rid of cards in your hands. And at the end of five rounds, the player with the lowest score is the winner. Huh. I mean, it's just an I guess excuse that's a good to, way to shove 
the th- shove the three stooges and the honeymooners down your throat. Basically. Yeah, just to repackage them to get you to buy them again. Mm-hmm. For for kids in the eighties to watch the honeymooners. Yeah. That have no interest in watching the honeymooners at all. Yes, exactly. exactly. Uh, Wayne's World, the VCR board game. That's a ba- that has to be a banger. Uh, so with the Wayne's World VCR board game, uh, the way that this worked was you spin the spinner to move your game piece to go across the board, collecting babe or hunk playing pieces, a backstage pass, answering party on and pop quiz card questions, and collecting party maker discs. But don't get caught with the mustard jar or you cannot enter party central. Okay. Wow, they're just really building out the world, I guess. <laughs> yeah, what does this... Okay, never mind. None of this... I'm pretty versed in the Wayne's World universe. You know, I, I know my way around it pretty well. Yeah, same. I don't remember much of this in the Wayne's World universe at all. I don't remember then, a mustard jar. No, a <laughs> that famous a mustard jar. And, th- and then TSR decided they wanted to get involved. So they there created, you go. They created a Dungeons & Dragons Dragon Strike VCR board game. Um, it was a hybrid between tabletop role-playing and uh, a board game. And basically it was a video with the host playing Dungeon Master. So you, you had the VCR playing Dungeon Master for you okay. while you run around the board. Um, so that way you don't have... Um, is someone with an ego trip playing Dungeon Master for Do you, you. want to play feel... D&D, but you don't know anyone else? <laughs> I also feel like Roy just attacked both of us with that last <laughs> Piece of shit. In Coming fairness, at me about salsa and D&D. I, when I was game mastering the last D&D campaign I was in charge of, it was at my player. <laughs> It wasn't for them. It was <laughs> at them. It was at them. I did I did my campaign to them. Yeah. It was not a service that you were offering. <laughs> no. They they got furious with me many times. <laughs> Dominic, Stephen Craig, I love you. You're my friends. <laughs> Please continue to be my friends. Please continue to be my friends. I won't game master anymore. <laughs> Next. Uh, the creators of uh, Atmosphere Nightmare decided that they wanted to capitalize on dinosaurs, so they created one called Dino Land. Okay. And basically, the the goal was to save the cute animated dinosaurs. Oh, so Land Before Time, but you're on your you're on your VCR. Yeah, pretty much. When you could just be watching Land Before Time. Mm-hmm. And okay. <laughs> just crying. Just weeping openly, watching Land Before Time. <laughs> However, oh, and then there was also uh, 221B Baker Street. Oh, which, okay. Had, which was the classic board, Sherlock Holmes board game done as a VCR game. Okay. But then it took a turn to the what the fuck, hardcore by saying, you know what people would like to play a VCR board game of? Fantasy sports. What? <laughs> fantasy, <laughs> fantasy sports? Like, like, like football drafting, or yeah. So we had that became its own genre. We had the VCR baseball game, the VCR top rank boxing game, 
the VCR Hockey Night in Canada game. Um, the uh, Epic's Play Action VCR football game. And the VCR basketball game. And if that wasn't enough, then they decided to create the VCR California Games. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. I Uh, had California Games original flavor. Loved it. (laughs) Well, imagine that now as a board game. I. With video of watching people do. (laughs) um, With video footage of people playing hacky sack and. All sorts of other stuff. I don't play games like that unless there's some kind of co-op element involved where I can look like a fish just completely out of water um, getting electrocuted during a meteor shower. That's the only way I'll play any game like that. <laughs> <laughs> but the two that we're going to like, as I said, two we're focusing on is the Clue ones. Because they actually, with the, with the Clue board games, created videos that had a plot going on. Uh, the the basic plot for Clue, the VCR game, the first one is that you're at the reading of the will for Mr. Body, and you have all the classic characters involved, and then we are introduced to four new characters. Uh, the four new characters are Monsieur Brunette, who is the lawyer, Mr. Body's lawyer, Madame Rose, who is the sister of Mr. Body, Miss Peach, who is a Southern Belle who gets stranded at the house. And when I say Southern Belle, I mean, oh, my stars and whiskers, I don't know exactly what I'm doing. Oh, my God, it's thunder and lightning. I've never seen anything like this in my life. It's a drag queen? Pretty much. That's her the whole entire time. And then Sergeant Gray, a police officer who comes to check in because the river floods and traps everybody in the mansion. This family, this group of friends, this group of frenemies cannot catch a break. I'll say that. And the very first game is hosted by the butler, whose name is Did It. Lovely. Uh, That's cute. That's cute. (laughs) All right. And so he's, he's the host of the first VCR board game, which is where you... It was divided into three separate stories with 18 individual games and clue cards, and you had to figure out who committed the murder and blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing. You would think that throughout the course of the video that they would be showing scenes that would make you want to guess who the murderer is, but no. You're basically playing Clue the Game while being interrupted by this fucking movie that had absolutely nothing to do with the game you're playing. Stop playing your game. Look at this. Mm-hmm, pretty much. Okay, now continue your game from where you left off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> watch, these, watch, watch these community theater players who couldn't get a, a role in the latest production of the Community Theater of Oklahoma <laughs> trying to act like they're seriously playing these characters from Clue. Well, like it's I, funny you mentioned that. I've been looking up the cast here, trying to be like, oh, maybe it's going to be like a young, I don't know, somebody that we've heard of as an adult, uh, you know, is like their first gig, and they're up and coming, and they're doing their best. Boy, um, no, no not that. Uh, there are two people in the entire cast that even have headshots on IMDb. Uh, one of whom that's the professor plum has seven credits, two of which are these clue videos. Sure. And then one of our new guys, Sergeant gray, and he has 
eight credits as an actor, two of which are these Clue movies. What did he do, though? What did he do? Well, in 1988, he played patron in billiard parlor in Mr. North. Okay. Whatever any of that is. This poor man. (laughs) I will be saddled with the clue BTR game (laughs) on your resume. I'm going to go ahead and let you know right now that the guy who plays Professor Plum, the best way I could describe how he plays Professor Plum is imagine Colin from what we do in the shadows if he was squirrely. (laughs) All right. That's a choice. Yeah. It's an actor's choice. That's the best way I could describe his character, actually. And then, like I said, it was such a hit that Parker Brothers was like, okay, let's release a sequel. Clue 2, Murder in Disguise. And it's about... Uh, Optimus Prime getting murdered. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd play that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> the characters are now on the run for the crimes that they committed, which we same never characters. fucking saw. Same characters, same All actors. Right. We never fucking saw what crimes they committed at Bonnie Mansion. We, we learn about their pasts, but we never see them commit any murder or anything at Bonnie Mansion. But that's what they're on the run for. And they're being chased down by a new character, who is your narrator, uh, who is an uh, Interpol inspector by the name of Inspector Pry. Hmm... Inspector what? Pry, because he's Because that's what he does. He's prying into So we're going away from any of the color aspects. Yeah, no, they're over that. Yeah, Yeah. they ran out of colors a long time ago. I was trying to put what you said to a color, and it just wasn't (laughs) fry. Fry? Um, That's not a color. That's a food or a thing you do. (laughs) Hello? Instead of being... mustard. Instead of being set at Body Mansion, this time now we're we're going to Paris, Tangiers, and Rangoon. Even oh, though so the somebody time, wanted a vacation, well, and they made a and they made a pitch. Is what not happened. quite because this whole thing was filmed at the Belcourt Castle in Newport, Rhode Island. Okay, fair, fair enough. And at one point, we get to see uh, Mr. Green and Professor Plum and Drag in the sequel. All right. That seems like it would come naturally, based on what we know of those characters. Just virtually nothing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. This. This. I, I haven't seen these since I was a child, so I'm really curious to see how they've stood up. I and I've. I haven't played any of these like VCR board games. I don't have the actual board games. So I'll just be watching the movies, but. I was just like, you know what? I'm curious to hear what you two have to say about this, especially you, Courtney, since this was before your time when we were <laughs> really, really hard up on enter- for entertainment. Just to, just to see what us like elder millennials, Gen Xers, had to put up with when we were so desperate for entertainment and we didn't want to play E.T., the, the video game on our Ataris. It's before Warner Brothers started making new cartoons again. Yes, <laughs> before t- before the the age of Tiny Toons and yes. that, yes. before Animaniacs and Tiny Toons, we had this. We yeah, fucking. And we watched. Zero. And I will say this: we watch we watch them a lot. This is the this is the like you said the elder millennial Gen X version of AI generated YouTube content for children. Yeah, like mm-hmm. this is just mm-hmm. the thing you sit down in front of and you watch. 
like and try to play, but you're not really playing. You're just kind of watching the same thing over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I did want to, to tie it back to the show a little more. I did want to mention that if you want to know what it's like to play one of these games and you don't know and you can't get a hold of one and the videos that we're going to watch and talk about are not enough. And to tie it back into Courtney a little bit, um, you can watch Beyond the Gates, which is a really good representation of what it's like in mentally yes. to play any of these games. Yes. Which All is right. the, the Graham Skipper, Barbara Crampton uh, VHS uh, board game vehicle, um, which yeah. is a fantastic ass movie. Fantastic. Yeah, it is good. Graham does a good job. Shout out to Graham, who probably I don't know where he's at these days. <laughs> I don't know what Bree Grant's at either. I keep tabs on Barbara Crampton through social media, but um, basically, uh, I don't think, imagine, uh, imagine. I don't think we've talked about this on the cast before. Oh no, I, I don't think we have. But you know, you know, you know, Graham Skipper from way back. Yeah, just, I've that's, done a couple that's a of name drop you laid on us one day, and we lost our goddamn mind. So <laughs> yeah, I wanted I to, a couple of plays with him back in the day. You know, uh, a couple of plays. A bunch of Evil Dead, the musical. And I Evil Dead with him. I was in uh, Guys and Dolls with him and something else. I don't remember. Wasn't it, weren't you in Reanimator with him or no? Oh, no, I wish I was in Reanimator. He oh. was in Reanimator and it's amazing. Anybody <laughs> want to put up Reanimator? I'm available. <laughs> Anywhere uh, <laughs> in the nation. Anywhere. I'll he, figure he, it out. He did Reanimator. I did Silence. I did do Silence. <laughs> I really enjoyed that show. Again, if you're putting up Silence the Musical. We're making fun of Courtney today, but I do still feel attacked. So I feel like it's warranted in a very passive aggressive bisexual way. That's good. That's the best way. If you you kind of look for those who are not able to play along with us with this, if you want to get an idea of what it's like to play these games, imagine Jumanji. However, Instead of everything fucking up the kids who are playing Jumanji, all of the peril and drama is just unfolding on the television screen that you're watching with the VCR, and you're safe at home, just like, okay, can we get on with this? Did you put peril and drama in huge air quotes? Because I hope (laughs) you did. I heard them. I I think I did. I felt them. Yes, I miles. did air quote. I did air quotes for those because okay. you don't because you don't have the joy of experiencing either Robin Williams or Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Jack Black or anything with these. Instead, you're saddled with well the Clue community players. Yeah, but I'm ready. I want to watch it. What about you? I can't wait. Yeah, I can't By wait way, to not play it. I can't wait to just watch it and not try to play. By the way, before we break, just to make us feel old, the viral video Badgers, Badgers, Badgers turned no. 20 years old. Everything's I don't old. Talk about Listen, it. Listen, everything is everything I ever see makes me feel old. Everything I see <laughs> makes me feel old. Yeah, I saw that pop up on my Planet social media feed today. Me feel today old. I saw that on my social media uh, feed today, and I, I kicked a baby. Uh, yeah, yeah. Really, really but, rough, um, man. It is. <laughs> it's very rough. Very rough. Following uh-huh. Ace of Base on TikTok makes me feel old. That 
that hurt my yeah. feelings. <laughs> just follow Ace of Base if you want to be real grounded in your life. Just follow Ace of Base. <laughs> you want to be really grounded? Follow Agua on TikTok just to see what Agua looks like today. Ugh. And you'll be very grounded. Yeah. Be like, oh, y- y- you aged well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are not a Barbie girl. Sorry. <laughs> But hey, you're still bald. Okay, but I don't think you're shaving now. So okay, yeah, I cool. think you're just bald. This... Smart move to start shaving when you're like 20, though. Yeah. Then nobody even notices. Yeah. 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 All, All right, right. Let's watch. Let's do it. Let's watch let's it. Let's do this. All mm-hmm. right. We will be right back after we subjugate ourselves to Clue, the VCR board game, and Clue to Murder in Disguise. Ooh. Parker Brothers is proud to introduce the VCR mystery game, Clue. Based on our famous murder mystery board game, Clue VCR challenges players to determine who did it, where, and with what. And to further test your deductive reasoning skills, we've added an exciting new dimension, video. Clue VCR mystery game, a unique new game that brings you hours of murder mystery fun. Look for it wherever fine games are sold. First in Paris, then in Tangiers, then again in Rangoon. Now, if I didn't know better, I'd swear someone was trying to do me in, in the new Clue 2 game. New Clue 2 and the original Clue, two exciting ways to play Clue, both on VCR. And for more excitement, let's go to the races. Let's go to the races, a VCR game with everything for hours of fun. VCR games, Clue 2, original Clue, and let's go to the races. Hi there, fun seekers! Are you looking for cinema that is absolutely 100% independently made, but also extremely unique and outside of the box? Well, look no further than Troma Pictures and the Troma Now streaming service. Watch.troma.com is your home for everything from Lloyd Kaufman and his band of very fun individuals. Everything from the Toxic Avenger and beyond at your fingertips. Only $4.99 a month, but your first 30 days are free. Did I say free? Yes, they're free. So what are you waiting for? Go to watch.troma.com and sign up. Also available on your Apple and Android devices, on the Roku stick, and also on the Fire Stick. Let's get freaky. Not working from the office, but I have to go in for this thing. So that. Oh be fun. joy! Oh fun! Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm sure that this that the the all of this pain will not be as painful as what we've had to watch. Um, Clue I gave just, me I, COVID. Yeah, yeah. Clue gave <laughs> I, you COVID. I, I, <laughs> shirt made. I I just want to start this second half of the recording, which you know we're recording right now as we speak. I, I want to start off by apologizing to both of you for this. Thank uh, you. <laughs> because um, I had no idea. Again, like I said, I haven't. I've never seen Clue two, and I oh, I remember Clue the VCR game from when I was a kid. So you know, our tastes are different when we're children, and I had no idea that it was going to be this bad. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a classic case of was it great or were you eight? Well, 
I don't know if it was ever great, even when you were eight. Yeah. <laughs> because it probably the focus when you were eight was not on how good this these scenes are. It was figuring out who done it in a unmoored in a just it, you know in its own universe. This is the most unhinged thing we've watched. It's not the worst, but it's completely unhinged because you're completely unmoored. And Roy, if you don't fucking cut in you know, do a round of interrogations and draw some cards in the middle of like every 30 seconds in this, I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> well, before we get into all that, does everyone have their detective fact sheets? I do, but I'm ignoring the, 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 the thing on the far right, even though it's my favorite part. And no, the second don't, part of this. Don't even look at it. I swear to God, don't even look, look at, at it. it. Yeah. Don't look at it. It's not for you. <laughs> and, then, and then after we're done with this discussion, we're going to have to rewind back to mm-hmm. re-listen to what we've talked about and yeah. then play another round of cards and then, you know, give a round of personal facts. Well, well and at the that audience point, has you, to stop. Yeah. you can't do any more interrogation rounds, but you can ask a question during your regular turn. Yeah. yeah. And the, the audience should have to stop this every five minutes and do something. And then they can come back and listen. Can you? There put, were three I know murders. It's audio, but can you put a part two in the corner and then a part three in the corner, like <laughs> <for> later? <laughs> this whole thing was so convoluted. I mean, even with even without having the board game in front of me, just listening to the instructions, I I I paid a little more attention to the the second game instructions because he was a little more lively than the then the butler did it. But when the butler did it was describing the instructions, literally it became Ooh. Charlie Brown. Wow. 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 Well, wow. That wah, guy should teach people. Po- they should make those videos with that guy in it to teach like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, mm-hmm. Lorcana, whatever I, you I, want. That guy I'm could be- sell. I'm beginning to think that the butler did it was the, um, the, 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 the psychic vampire that turned Colin into a psychic. Vampire. <laughs> Maybe. But, uh, I, as as the game rules say, there were three murders, and it was all three of us. We've yes. all been murdered. Yeah, we've all been murdered. And I do <laughs> like that the first murder, they just tell you what the murder it's is. Just yeah. flat out. They're just just yeah. like, here's what the murder is. I do have one completely unmoored note that doesn't pertain to the entire, like, any specific thing. Because it was 100% a throwaway line in the middle of something. I think it was Curdled Mustard that was saying it or whatever his name was, according to this thing, was it was it, it was just in the middle of it. He said rickety timbers. And I cannot <laughs> stop thinking about yeah. rickety. It was just in, in conversation about the mansion and having rickety timbers. And I'm like, that's my gold rush stripper name. That's my 1940. <laughs> that's my 1849 gold rush stripper name from that's, now on. Is rickety he's also timbers. a pirate. Uh, yeah. Rickety timbers is my uh, Barbary Coast name, basically. <laughs> Yeah. Coming to stage, Rickety Timbers. Yep. That's it. It was just the greatest thing. And I couldn't focus on anything else besides the words Rickety Timbers for like 10 minutes. So I have a large black spot in my notes. Here's the thing as a kid that would confuse and that that you confuse me that this game is because you play three rounds with three murders going on and you have to watch the video to get the clues. (laughs) Yeah. For the murder, who the murderer is, who they murdered, with what and where. Yet the action going on in the video, no one ever fucking dies. So no. it's just like you're playing the game, you're like, well, they're still alive in this game, and they're giving the worst 
punny dad jokes in the history of bad daddy pun jokes. And also some, like I said, the acting level in this thing was mm-hmm. like, um, uh, how did I put it? It was uh, Marfa Texas Junior High School's tw- uh, seventh grade project. It's the level of acting. Oh, it's it's not. On. Yeah, it's not the audition only class. This is the class play. Yeah. yeah. It's not oh, even yeah. their top tier kids. And this was people from the office <laughs> that had some like that like did production in college, but then went into like finance and they just found them in the office and they're like, OK, let's let's get you on well, here. And while we're talking about the cast, I mean, they did get some really surprisingly big names. They got Ann Richards to play Mrs. Peacock. <laughs> Borat was there. Well, yeah, they got Ollie G in the house to play. Uh, yeah, Chris- Monsieur Brunette, I think, was his name. Yeah, they Chris got Rue McClanahan, Chris- squeaky sister. <laughs> Chris said that um, Mrs. White was the love child of B. Arthur and Ann Richards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, well, Ann, it's her long lost daughter. Yeah, and and I do, you know, I do appreciate Dom DeLuise dropping in for like four or five lines and then leaving. I appreciate that a yeah, lot. Yeah, see, I mean, yeah, and Dangerfield at one yes. point, so good. Clint Howard in there. As, <laughs> you really uh, did have yeah. Clint Howard in there. He had Clint Howard energy. Yeah, maybe it's you all right. We're gotten Clint Howard. Well, but only in the first one. He's yeah. Frank in the first one, but not in the second one. In the second oh, one, he's the oh. weasel from Zootopia, and I don't know why. They went to act between the first and the second one. They obviously had a, an acting coach at <laughs> some point come in and they? help them. I, I'm not saying it helped. I'm just saying they had an acting coach come in. Don't say they're a good point. acting coach. I was yeah, I'm not saying that it helped them. They had John okay. Lovitz from that one Saturday Night Live sketch coming. And then they had Miss Peach, whose accent was just all over the place. And all my stars and whistles. I had no idea exactly what type of resident area from the South that she's supposed to be. So do you remember the sketch that Tim did for I Think You Should Leave? I think it was season two with the women taking pictures. Yes. And oh, like, brunch, yes. Ne- and negging them like negging the pictures as a joke and the mm-hmm. one who like would go way over the top with it that's who she, she does, was she yeah. does look a little bit like Vanessa May. yeah she looks <laughs> she looked like Saturday yes. Night Live alum <laughs> yes yes yeah I was like that's who this is and everybody then, is somebody that's and, the scary part and and then there's the magic that is Madame Rose who, oh boy we've seen I mean Roy. we've seen I mean, worse in Amityville Emmanuel this was uh, a toned down version here, of that here, character. Here, here, here's here's what I I imagined Madame Rose is. Madame Rose was Zelda Rubinstein from Anguish, with a Romanian accent. Yeah, yeah. I do at, Romanian at best. Yeah, yeah. that was Lugosi. That was Lugosi. She went full Lugosi. <laughs> so, so I know both of you had took notes because i mean i took something it's it's completely unhinged the things that i wrote because it doesn't make sense but i got like five pages i've got questions also but there is one person we forgot to mention and that's sergeant gray who i guess would be the uh the margarine of the group because there was nothing really special about him well, uh, I can't wait to talk to him, come back around to him a little bit later because we yeah, had a very there was special, special conversation that we need to have, but we'll we'll cross that bridge. There was nothing special really about him about Clue 1, but Clue 2, I got lots of questions about I, him. I want to take us back to the very, very beginning. 
Okay, good, because I have a question about the very, very beginning, yeah. too. Right excited. after we get our instructions, and we're in the interim. Mm-hmm. Well, I after, spent, after, after everybody gets their white, not white wine. Well, no. Yeah, before, they all get their color code. During wine. that, during that, right? The, was anybody but me waiting expectantly for three minutes, and I timed this shit for three minutes for Mississippi Queen to start? Because that, (laughs) it was just that was the that was the tick off that was the drum click for Mississippi Queen for three fucking minutes. It was just going, and I just and I just waiting on it. I was just ooh, my my OCPD was just firing off, firing off. Oh, see, I didn't even catch that. I was so distracted by the fact that Mr. Green was in a blue suit. <laughs> With a green uh, pocket square, and that's how like, we knew. That's the only suit he has. Everybody else is wearing clothing that is bafflingly in their color code, but they couldn't find a suit that was the right color green for him, so they said, fuck it, give him a pocket square. I have a note about Mr. Green Mr. Green that says... Do you mean Lyman Green Business? Yeah, business. His job is yeah. business. Job is why business. is Mr. Green um popping out from behind the? Why is Mr. Green the 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 meme of the guy popping out from behind the tree and rubbing his hands in the entire first one? Yes, he, he is. He really yeah. is. Um. Oh, and uh, I did forget my important note about the instructions. I'm sorry to take us back. I hate taking us back that way. But um, uh, hey, that box was huge, Roy. You didn't tell us that that game box was so big. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was a huge box. So I mean, I, it was such a huge box. I, I think I think the majority of the size of it was for the VC the 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 VHS cassette that was in there. But this, yeah, it's like there's so though, many. It? It I'm just going to find tape. a copy for all of us. You mark God. my goddamn words. You it was just it one tape and all those fucking cards and then the notepad and the butler uh, was in there. Yeah, yeah, it came yeah. with your own butler. Did it came it with there. your own butler, did it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So why why didn't we arrest the butler? He immediately says one in five people here is going to die tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's premeditated. Why I'm don't like, we you this? knew. This is it's it's the Wonderland <laughs> murders. Maybe we can't convict him, but we know. Yeah. So so I want to talk about because it's not as strong in the first one as it was in the second one. So Mississippi we'll bri- Queen. Sorry, what? <laughs> so so we'll briefly we'll briefly t- mention it in the first one, but we'll really talk about the second one um, after we play a round of personal facts and also a round of cards. Um, so personal fact, this the, I think this video had casual racism. Woo. The first one or the second one? Both. Well, not not as not as much in the first one, but the the second one went from casual racism to formal. Um, the the district dress because dress up because the district manager of racism is coming into the (laughs) office. Yeah, Um, it was. And 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 the casual racism in the first one. Not only with the whole thing about the quote-unquote gypsies well, uh, yeah, coming that's... in the middle of the night and stealing Mrs. White's love child with uh, with uh, Mr. Body, a, which made I me go gypsies with question marks written or all around it in my notes. So um, you're nailed. My it. my notes say where is that note? Uh, I think it says where? Oh my God, where's my note about it? 
This is great uh, podcasting. This is so fun. <laughs> well, while you're, while you're, I'll vamp for you while you're looking for your yeah, note. Yeah, for my um, notes. came in the middle of the night and stole my, my baby. My, my yes, real... came in a, was it, it sounded a bit like she said Jesus took her baby. <laughs> it, I kind of like that better. It would be a better thing if, if Jesus took her baby, for sure, than gypsies. Which is At a, least it was yeah. a dingo in Seinfeld. That would be the plot to Sinister 3. Jesus comes <laughs> in the middle of the night and steals the baby. Yes. But my, yeah. I guess... I guess my random uh, fact about this is in what universe do people have poison everywhere? (laughs) Yes. It made me really question how I label my bottles. Yeah, right. You've got a guy in that is making poison, but you don't need him because every room has a bottle of poison somewhere hidden in it. Why do you need everyone and a candlestick and a knife and a gun and a rope? But yeah. no yes. fucking lead pipe. No, no pipe. I noticed that, too. I noticed there was a, a very glaring lack of pipe. Of all the <laughs> things that are easy to get for yes. your set, the lead pipe is the easiest. And yet. <sighs> Here we are. Let's, and let's also are. talk about the casual racism of Miss Scarlet. Now, well, I know. She actually I, has the most heartfelt journey in the whole tape. <laughs> but to say your thing first, and I'll get to the heartfelt yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, I know in the game, the originally when they showed uh, Miss Scarlet, she was not Asian. I'm looking. I remember looking at the box for the original board game. No, it was at, this was Fancy Watercrackers box. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she was she was whiter than Leslie Ann Warren. I mean, in the in the original board game, and then for some reason. They said, oh, well, let's, you know, Scarlet Lady her with, you know, the atypical, you know, Chinese Dragon Lady character for Miss Scarlet and have her speak a little English. Woof. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And um, we find out later she's what, Swiss? She, yeah, she mentioned yeah. many times that she's Swiss, and I have a very important note about that, but we'll come back to that later. <laughs> yeah, that's um, included too when we find out that she's Swiss, um, which, yeah, I had questions about, too. But, uh, yeah, she uh, – I'm surprised she took – I mean, I'm surprised the actress took the role, to be honest with you, because I would have read that script and said, uh, no, I'm not going to long duck dong this. Yeah, it's a rough, different time. It was <laughs> – actors i assume that the reason she took it is the reason that i really attached to her in this um it was the relationship that i really loved between her and the cigarette holder she had no idea (laughs) (laughs) oh she loved that cigarette holder let me tell you she was just sitting there with it constantly futzing with it like she's the driving crooner trying to make everybody believe that she knew she was hold it. holding it like she was a, a like a like a Benjamin's button baby, and she was fifty, and <laughs> she was born old and didn't know how to use her hands. It looked like okay. This is my theory. I think that she was a high school flute player, and she got handed uh, this thing that's vaguely shaped like a flute, and she just kind of went with it. Yeah, she was I'm, doing I'm, real I'm, space work. 
in this. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go with the the casual racism again because I mean I've seen Weather so many caricatures. Oh, excuse me, Weather app. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm going to. Um, the weather app took offense with what you said. Yes. <laughs> um, Professional I, podcasting. <laughs> because I remember seeing photos of the quote-unquote dragon lady aesthetic uh, back from the 60s and uh, late 50s of the Asian woman running an opium den with a cigarette holder like that. And I was yeah. like, that was your idea for Miss Scarlet. And oh, let's make her an international spy who may or may not be working with Colonel Mustard also. Against Ugh. the United States. Against the United States, whom we find out has a magnetized metal plate in his head. <laughs> so, like you do. Like you do. Uh-huh. I, I do want to mention something, because I just thought about it when I was talking about her using the cigarette holder. Not so much in the second one, but in the first one. The countering, blocking, and space work was all over the place. Like, it people really were was. moving constantly. Mm. Constantly. Nobody stood still in this in anything. Well, that, was, that did lead me to believe, like, one of my notes. This is, did anyone direct this? I mean, literally, did anyone? <laughs> <laughs> did, was there a person? They were constantly countering in front of people, you know, in front of camera, with a gun they were constantly walking behind people you have people weaving in and out people it was like a david byrne video at one point <laughs> people just walking towards camera and away from it over and over again like it was wild wild sorry i just well, that, no, that no, occurred it's... to me and i had to say something about it well i mean i mean not only was that going on and everything there was just also god what was with the fucking teddy bear? What's the teddy bear's purpose? What's the teddy bear's backstory? Because the teddy bear was such a giant focus. They had a lot. The teddy bear had a lot of screen time. Yeah. Yeah. That first one. And, 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 and not the, only this did. This is not a euphemism. This is a literal teddy yeah. bear in a suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who at one point is holding a knife. Uh, yes. And then at one point it's tied up and Sergeant Gray beats the living shit out of it. I don't know. This is all surrounding a meal that none of them will eat. Yes. Because they are... I was waiting to hear your comments about this meal because... (laughs) I have them. Uh, (laughs) This meal was just so ridiculous. I I, I mean, they served literal paint. (laughs) was paint just paint paint laced with poison everything was poison it's like here Uh would you like some white wine it has poison oh red wine it has poison the butter it has poison Mm, this napkin has poison so they have all been poisoned so many times (laughs) Professor Plum's like the one whole bottle of poison and it went away I don't know what happened the one that got me and this is in the second one not this one when they dump poison on the ground and try to throw somebody on it. You yeah. like, <laughs> what did she think was going to happen? I don't know. What is the world that this is in? I believe there are monsters on the world for two hours of my life. <laughs> so does, somebody, does somebody want the parsley plate? I Nobody do want the salad. parsley plate. Uh, because then I wouldn't salad. have had to have watched the second one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
and then uh, and then uh, shout out to Colonel Mustard who did straight order a pizza and then that guy died or maybe just passed out. I'm still a little unclear on that. We'll never and know. And he was like, I'm just going to take this pizza. though." They went in knowing that one in five people were going to die and like 12 people died. They did worse than the well, game. There was, there was a shocking number of non-injuring attacks yes. that happened in this uh, like Madame Rose is stabbed in the hair. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that happens. And Peach is stabbed in the shoe. I um, I have a question. Yes. Are are ghosts we all real? Have questions. Are ghosts real? They had a seance, and it was apropos of nothing. I don't yeah. think we ever find out anything. All it, the only thing we found out in that seance is is that Ann Richards murdered a bunch of her husbands. Yeah. Yeah, and Colonel Mustard might have had a male lover. Yeah. Or was it Plum? It was one of the two of them. Something did, there was a lot going on there. Like, what was if that? They mentioned Sherry, I'm running away too. <laughs> Ten minutes from the end, and they're like, oh, and by the way, there are actual ghosts. Yeah, there are ghosts in this world. Um, we did <laughs> And then there. they don't do anything with it. Then it's just there. Um, oh, well, also... Um, yeah. A glaringly obvious food issue I had at one yes. point. <laughs> Scarlet and Mustard are, are are sipping some tea and having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And Scarlet is drinking from a yellow cup and Mustard is drinking from a red cup. Yes. <laughs> and there's yes. one rule in Clue. <laughs> there's one rule. You had one rule in this entire thing. And they screwed it up. I want to uh, know I, what I want to know is when when they're or, when they're talking about the food to order, who the fuck delivers French food? No <laughs> Maybe we should send out for Chinese, not Chinese, French food. And I'm like, no one fucking, de- not even La Madeleine delivers fucking Don't French food. I miss yes. La Madeleine so much. I miss I mean, it so much. You said I, that, and I was just like, what the fuck. And when about halfway through this, uh, Green and Plum are just, like, they turn into, uh, what are their names on Looney Tunes? Rocky and, uh, is it is it <laughs> Muggsy? <laughs> They're just fully just the two gangsters from Looney Tunes. Oh. Maybe it's on microfilm. <laughs> they, they dissolve into caricatures. Yeah, this is maybe, maybe we're looking at this wrong. Maybe this is genius, and we're not looking at it right. Because <laughs> they literally take dark. take actors and they dissolve into character, like throughout the this whole thing. It's like, a wild it, evolution. It's it's really weird. Yeah. So, here's my theory about the first one. Okay. In the first one, my my head canon is that it's as though the actors do have some talent and are good, but they are doing a scene in a language that none of them speak. <laughs> so they're just picking their character sure. lane and they're just kind of going with it because when they deliver a line, they deliver the, the joke or yes. the sad or the happy or the excited all in the same beat. <laughs> sure. You're right. Character, yes. But they, it's like, they have no idea exactly what it is that they're saying. Yeah. So that's valid. Point, I'll, I'll, I'll like accept halfway that. Halfway through the first one. So I. I don't I, know. It, time is a flat circle with this mm-hmm. thing. I don't know where we are. It's the tough. last. 
the last thing that I want to focus on with the first the first one for me is because I've got so I've got I've got legal questions. Uh, (laughs) First and foremost, uh, is is it legal to to burn a will and then after the will is burned, say, well, it doesn't count anymore. Yeah, that's the um, the end of that. Well, that's the statute from Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they eat the contract because they are, they don't think that there's another contract. That's what that is. That there is a th- that means that there is a legal precedent for it. So I think it's legal. Yeah. Secondly, how many fucking wills did Mister Body create? Because it's like it's like it's like the, the he creates a new will before he dies, which nobody likes, so they burn it. Uh, because it means that everyone has to kill everybody else. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then the second wheel comes along, and they're going to, it's going to leave everything to everybody, unless his long-lost child, who has the birthmark in the shape of a fucking candlestick, appears. And yeah, it because, became it became a um like a David Eddings uh, novel at some yeah. point where the chosen one will have the birthmark, and yeah. Yes. And then, and then Miss Peach tried to pass it off as her when it, we find out it's Sergeant Gray, who's actually the love child, who has amnesia, which I have questions about his form of amnesia, because it's like they couldn't decide if he has long form amnesia or if he was just Dory from Finding Nemo. Uh, they yeah. couldn't make up their mind with that. And then because they didn't because Miss Peach didn't like what was going on because, well, it was her own goddamn fault. Uh, she burns that will. And then the third will comes out. It turns out there's a, he wrote a third will. And in this third will, whoever gets the most secrets on somebody else wins the fucking game. That, that's legal. And, and, and we also find out that apparently his lawyers are the Parker brothers. <laughs> yeah, which is which is clever. All right, but um, also I, everyone's related. Yeah. Yes, I it do turns have out one. everyone is related to everyone else, and everyone's accent is fake. Um, <laughs> I do have we, one legal. My question. name is Pesh. Pesh, Pesh, your brunette. Where well, I am not really French, so fuck you, bitch. Yeah. You know? Like well, I, Yeah. At the end of it, I was just like, I don't. I feel like it asked so more so many more questions than yeah. it answered uh, at that point scarlet had fully changed clothes and they never addressed why mm-hmm. um like you, so much sergeant gray was that, not really a um, police officer he was an escaped lunatic who yeah. you know and uh, yeah there was it was a lot you're gonna oh, say Andy. Oh, also, oh. speaking of fashion choices, I did have one more I wanted to to call out. Uh, Mr. Green walking around with his book like a titty phone. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just kind of like in his, his shirt, vest, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I really loved it. Yeah, it is in his like weird shoulder holster like that he yeah. made for himself. Yeah, that was weird. Yes, that was, was weird. And I don't even remember what the book was for. I don't remember it ever being. Oh, it was it was Mrs. It was Mrs. White's diary of all the oh, secrets that she kept yeah. on everybody, and he was going to use that to win the third will. Exactly, yeah. that's what it was. Uh, I got so distracted by how many freaking candlesticks there were around. <laughs> 
Like there's somebody a bunch needs of to have an estate sale. It, it was like the Tommy was so bedroom of candles in, in the room. Just so <laughs> yeah. many fucking candles. It yeah. was really strange. There's so many weapons in Clue, but they really love the candlestick. Oh yeah, yeah, they do. They really went straight to it every time. Yeah. The, the props department had done like a hammer film at some point and had <laughs> so many just candlesticks. No, and they I were think like, they just they went to Big Lots and got a deal. A deal on candlesticks. Yeah. <laughs> I just found them. Um, so so before, you were gonna you you were gonna say, Andy, you said that you that you had a. Oh yeah, I, I have a. I have a legal question. Do you yeah. think that um, do you think that Microsoft ever sued them for using the Windows 95 startup noise every time they would do a transition? <laughs> a <lot. laughs> um, I really kept looking up, like it was triggering something in me, like Windows 95 was starting up somewhere in this house. Every time they would, every time they would go to a different room, it would happen. They they really did a good job of conditioning you. Like like Pavlov for what was coming. So kudos for that fucking Stanford prison experiment that they did on <laughs> us for that shit. They really did something to us there. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to have a note before we go on to Clue Two: Lost in New York. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Electric so, Clue Glue. I think we can all agree. You know, there's especially in this time period, we had. Your television shows, your cheers, you're all in the family. And they had jokes that were old jokes. You kind of knew the punchline as they were setting up the joke. But they were good enough that it didn't matter. You enjoyed it. It was kind of like Scat- Catskills comedy where you like you say the, the punchline all together and everybody has a lovely time. And I just... Did these people not have television? No. Or no, no. the Catskills. Well, no, they didn't because they kept, no, they, they didn't have television because you know they kept throwing weapons into the television. That's true. Every, every time. Oh yes. <laughs> speaking of props that they destroyed. Yeah. Speaking of bits. <laughs> or like four or five TV props that just got destroyed. Yeah. Just bit after bit, at bad bits after bad bits in this yes. thing. And the timing of the bad bits. My God, the timing. <laughs> <laughs> oh god they were like well the clue the movie did this come out this came out after clue the movie right clue uh clue the vcr came when did this come out was this before or after the movie oh my god if it was after i don't know what to think it, 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 i guarantee you i almost guarantee you it was after uh came out in 1985 where clue the movie Came out in the same year, 1985. <laughs> same time. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. That that makes that fills me with joy, um, because I I I wanted to believe that they were taking some cues from Clue the movie. Like you know, Don't we're gonna badly. <laughs> yeah, and, and couldn't do it. Like there's no way. Like you know, you do not have the majority of the Second City players. In, in this thing, you no. you have awful, you know, you do not have Martin Mull. You have whoever the cop is that, that is actually a psycho killer that's an amnesiatic. You have, I'm you know, so you bad. don't have uh, Madeline Kahn. You instead, but that's the thing, like, when you're looking at the way that they aligned up these characters, they almost were like a one for one just through a broken mirror. And I was like, yes. it has to be taking some cues from Clue the movie, right? Right? Like, yeah. 
I don't know. I don't I know. I just can't believe that one of my favorite things and now one of my least favorite things are about the same topic and came out the same year. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Can you? It, I, I bet you if you sync them up, like Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz, they <laughs> work together. Now, Clue 2, Murder in Disguise, came out two years later because this was such a huge hit that they decided to do a sequel. And they brought... Oh, baby! They yeah. did this in a day! They filmed all of this in one day! They knew they were going to release the what, second one! What I, loved, what, what I loved is is that it was so obvious, even though they were globetrotting, supposedly, <laughs> in Clue 2, it was so obvious that it was all filmed on the same set. Just no, no, one of them had palm trees. And by palm trees, I mean Hobby Lobby ferns. Sure. Yes. And, and another one, one had sheets all over the fucking furniture. Because you know how whenever you sell a building or abandon it, you just leave all the shit in there. You just throw some sheets on top yep. of it and leave. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what I also loved about Clue 2 is, and when I say I loved about it, I mean I hated. Um, I don't believe you. I think you loved it. <laughs> It doubled down on everything that was wrong about the first. Not really I, wrong. Anything that was good. I I have a theory. No improvement. It's just like let's just keep diving down in that sewer. I what if we added Inspector that? Gadget? Yeah. What if we added a, a weird Inspector Gadget slash Carmen San Diego type character to yeah. this to this whole thing? Um, my theory is that they made the first one. They sold a bunch of them because it was a VCR game, because it was Clue. They were it, it's it's writing your own checks. You're going to sell a bunch of them. So they had to call these people again to come back and do Clue 2. And then, I think they were feeling themselves a little bit. I think they got a little pay bump. I think that they thought at that point that they were actors and they were oh, and they decided they that they were going to be do they were going to feel it they were they were going to really get into these characters <laughs> the the switch in time does uh, explain a couple of my problems uh for one professor plum's totally different accent <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he forgot that he was german or whatever he was in the first one and yeah, uh, Peach he, yeah, he and Borat were Green using Tail. their fake accents in a scene so, together I'm, by themselves. So well, we know everybody <laughs> in the movie was there when the reveal happened that she is not from Georgia. She is from France. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the guy is, is not, not from France. France. Yeah. Everybody was there. Everybody in this movie, without exception, was there in the first one. And she's and they're still using the fake accents. Yeah. And I can't stress this enough. No one else was in that room. And they no. were still using the fake accents. Yes. <laughs> Correct. It's unhinged. But speaking of accents, <laughs> uh, I noticed that Inspector Gadget, sorry, Detective Pry, said that he is an Interpol inspector. Yeah. With an American accent. Right. Mm-hmm. Of all of the people with a justifiable reason to have an accent, <laughs> he's the only one that it makes sense for him to have any kind of an accent. Any well, accent. I mean, that's a that's just a Fox show. The American detective who gets to go work at Interpol. Just yeah. I got this what is this? A French fry? 
Like, I, you know, that's just that's next year on Fox. I got a feeling he got the role because in his audition on his resume, it said that he could do a perfect get smart impersonation. And yeah. then when it was time to do the actual play, it, uh, it was like the well, it was like the whole Ed Wood thing where they said that his chiropractor looked like Bella Lugosi if he covered his face. <laughs> uh that's fair um speaking of the inspector i have questions about his is is that his house that (laughs) when was he when he's explaining the rules of the game and there's like a set of samurai armor and like (laughs) that's his office at interpol no he was in wayne manor that was wayne manor (laughs) he's in wayne manor it looked like he was in the Indiana Jones ride. <laughs> yes. He was in the version of the ride that they made into Tomb Raider at King's Island up here. And now it's called Adventure Island. That's the ride he was on. Fuck. Yeah. It's just very it's strange. It's oh. like so, so then And then at one point, we also have uh, Mr. Green and Professor Plum who look like that they are waiting to go on stage to perform in a production of Greater Tuna. Oh, I love uh, I, I, My drag. note says I'm leaving the Benny Hill cross-dressing alone. There's too much. It's that, so that much. That has hit the ground. It's not even low-hanging at that point. It's just on the ground. Well, I did and, forget. Oh, go ahead, Courtney. I'm sorry. Uh, Peach is... I'm like, serving those two bartending? ugly women over there. Oh yeah, I mean she's she she's bartending and <laughs> they all and got Mrs. jobs White, in this. They all got yeah, and Mrs. White everywhere she goes, she still has to be the fucking maid for everything. Well, they they all get jobs at this hotel in Paris. They all just work there now, and they yeah. don't really talk about why. But uh, she's like, oh, we just have those two ugly women over there, and it's it's green and plum dressed in peacock and roses clothes, and I'm like. You know all four of those people. Yeah, intimately so, at this point. Like, even if you think that they, like, you only recognize them based on their clothes, you would still know them. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> you sure. You would just think that they were Ann Richards and Kathy and Jimmy from Hocus Pocus. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I forgot something when we stopped talking about Clue One, and that was the um, accusation round. Roy, I accuse you of stealing two hours of my time. This sucks. There you go. That's my <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm picking back on that. This was so bad. At this point, I really just wrote the note. At this point, I don't even know what they're doing. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they're doing it. They're just wandering around. The, yeah, wandering around the earth, I guess. Just well, I have a note about that when we get there. But before, can can we take a moment <laughs> to talk about traumatic brain injuries? Yeah, can we? Yeah, now that was one episode. of the biggest things I wanted to address about Clue too was <laughs> because th- it became a running gag for Sergeant Gray since he had amnesia to keep giving him concussions and make him think that he's somebody else. And which is not how concussions work. No. no, that's not how concussions work. And secondly, I lost count on how many times he had a concussion. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? The NFL? The, the saddest dead now. <laughs> the saddest part of his particular type of traumatic traumatic brain injury is every time he gets a concussion, he has to wake up 
and he embodies um, the the soul and the personality of some comedic character actor from an 80s movie like mm-hmm. um, Caddyshack or Ghostbusters. It's really the saddest the part. little weekend at Bernie's in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. It's really like, the main part of his and just says, Oh my God, Bernie's alive. <laughs> it's it's a good thing that when he was waking up, somebody didn't say, we need a prostitute. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Um, oh. And a question about their jobs again, back to their jobs. Sure. Mrs. Peacock goes to the desk more than once and yells at Miss White about things happening at the hotel as though they did not flee America together. Right. They were together the whole time. Well, she, she, she's the Karen of the group. So, you know, she, 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 she's the precursor for the Karen. And Mrs. White is, is working and making all of this money, supposedly, and seeing her son being grievously injured over and over and yes. does not seem to care or no. even remember. Oh, no, she doesn't give a fuck now that she found out he's an escaped lunatic. She's like, oh, fuck my son. I don't care. He's like he's like the, that, that show that used to be on the USA channel, The Pretender, where you could just <laughs> assume anything like he's the perfect Swiss Army knife. You could just whack him in the head and be at one point. He's a telephone technician. Mm-hmm. That is a skilled trade. Yes. By the way, you can't just get hit in the head and become a tell. You have to know something about. I, uh, yeah. He works but at the hotel at one point. He becomes the hotel manager. The bus, yeah, he's the bus boy at one point. Then he becomes the hotel manager. But yeah, here's the, it's, big, here's the big thing. It's never mentioned ever again that he is the son of Mrs. White. No. They totally <laughs> drop that plot point for part two. <laughs> Speaking of dropping plot points, uh, there's a bomb. Oh, yeah. There is a bomb in this. There is a bomb, and um, apparently they all fucking survived the bomb because they went from Paris to Morocco. Or Tangiers. Tangiers, yeah. Yeah, And and apparently they all survived the bomb. This is a hallmark of who I am as a person. Tangiers is about three hours away from France. It's really it's, not that far. It's not far. No. And so for them to just leave a bomb, wouldn't we have heard about like is is France okay? <laughs> Seemed like a pretty wouldn't, devastating bomb. Wouldn't we have heard any of this? You had a a house full of murderers trying to murder each other like mm-hmm. and and a successfully killed a pizza kid. They like, did. Killed him. They like, killed that teen dead. everywhere. Like, this would be all over the news. Like, Apparently it's not. Interpol knows about this. But they, they sent their crack detective. But then they went, and I quote, many miles away, because clearly whoever wrote it did not know that Tangiers and Paris are really not that far away they, from each other. They both speak French. Yes. <laughs> Tangiers is a speak French, French-speaking country. Uh, and but what at I this love, point, I love how everyone was dressed like the Iron Sheik. Oh God, that was that's why I said because this is, this is where Whew. the casual racism starts changing from casual racism to the managers yeah, the in the office you need to dress up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it gets worse racism. when it, it gets worse when they go to Rangoon, but uh, but how they get uh, in there? 
How they get They there. do not talk about how they got from Paris to Tangiers, but boy, do they talk about how they got to Burma. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it did, yeah. So Tangiers, the only thing worth noting about in Tangiers is, is that we find out that um, Mrs. White, Professor Plum, and I guess, Miss, was it Mrs. Peacock? stole the mob money from Mr. Green that he stole from the mob. And now they're suddenly rich, filthy. And um, so there's a ticking bomb on them because Mr. Green is suspecting that, you know, they stole his money. And then when they find out that... Uh, but that's a metaphorical bomb, by the way, for the audience. So other bomb, yeah, the real, real bomb's bomb. gone. <laughs> we don't know what happened with the real bomb. <laughs> yeah, this is the metaphorical ticking tide bomb. But when um, the Interpol guy follows them, they try to fucking bribe him with the money. Yeah. Assault and bribery is what happened to him. It, yeah. was, yes. like, it was not just bribing him. They were like shoving money in his pants. They now, were like, yeah. At this point, I will say there actually is one very good bit in this story. Okay. And I know y'all are going to be, y'all are, you're probably both going, oh no, she's had a traumatic brain injury. Um, <laughs> she got, you turned into, Sar- into you, the universe. You got it's, Sergeant Grade. It's very, it's very subtle, and no one brings any attention to it, which is why I know it's the only good decision that was made in either one of these movies. But uh, at first, uh, when Peach starts bartending. She's like polishing a spoon and talking to Brunette about the ugly people in drag. And then uh, she's got her little ring of keys and she's polishing the keys. And at one point she's got the rope and she's polishing the rope. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pretty good bit. Okay. This is actually very good. (laughs) It's a better bit than when they're giving the exposition and they're like, why are you telling us this? We already know this. Yes, but the people watching don't know. I'm like, fuck, they broke the fucking fourth wall. Now we're breaking the fourth wall. Now that we're Uh, all exhausted. Isn't this about the time? No, it was still in France when they tried to poison somebody by poisoning the ground. Yes, that was was in France. uh, No, 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 that was in Tangiers. I think it's in Tangiers. I think it's right before they run to Burma. Yeah, because... Because Madame because, Leota sat down to read his palm, mm-hmm. which she grabbed the palm from and started reading it. But then, you know, yep, they, yep, delivered, yep. they delivered the uh, poisoned uh, pita bread, I don't know, to, um, to, to him. <laughs> sure. and, and then the confusion happened over like, oh, well, this is for Madame Leota. No, this is for, 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 for the Interpol guy. But, but, oh, God, the food's on the floor here. Let me just fucking toss the poison at you. Oh, it's on the ground. Let me throw you on the ground and roll around in the poison so it yeah. absorbs in your suit. Yeah. Well, and I almost forgot about the poison on the ground because Peach is, I think, the one who throws the, the poison on the ground. I'm still talking about Peach. I'm not, I can't get away from her. Uh, because she stops. Oh, who is it that is like, I'm going to go outside? And she's like, you can't go out. Nobody goes out at midday. It must be 100 degrees out there. <laughs> And I'm in Texas going, well, we got to leave the house at some point. It's always 100 degrees. It's called global warming. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably the, the highs were in the 80s in Texas before <laughs> when this was made. But ugh. so they, they leave Tangiers and decide we're going to start a new life 
in Rangoon, Burma by inhabiting... We're going to become squatters in this abandoned hotel. And this is where the racism goes full tilt boogie. Because... It becomes so clear how little they know about Burma slash Myanmar. (laughs) Because we have Mrs. Peacock who decides she's going to land herself a man by doing uh, Bali-style dancing. Also kind of Thai? Yeah, and and she's doing Bali dancing with Taiwanese headgear and finger uh, extensions and then belly dancing symbols on her fingers while she's dressed the top her top said Thailand her bottom said Maui yeah and so we have that going on uh we have um the whole thing with us finding out because everyone kept saying they couldn't understand um the whole thing with the gag with the phone with trying to talk to people in Burma on the phone. And at one point, we actually hear, say, Miss, Mr. Green say, do you speak English? English? You yeah. speak English? Mm. I wrote we, English down and circled it and put a bunch of question marks around it. <laughs> so we have that. And then we have them asking Miss Scarlet to translate because she's Chinese. And she's like, no, I'm Swiss. And she says, I speak Swiss. And I looked into it. That's not a language. Yeah. No. I speak Swiss. So I was just like, oh, sure. Okay, fine. Like, didn't even bother to look up what language they speak in Switzerland. But the racism is the strongest when Mrs. White is ordering Ooh. their final meal. And keep in mind, they are in Burma. And she's trying to order chop suey. And, I mean, that's cringy already. But then when she gets to the fried rice, she not only <laughs> says fried rice, but she makes the fucking nummy sound on the phone. She's like, fried rice! Fried rice! It's the bad version of that bit for a make some noise. Um, yes. <laughs> Yeah. It's 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 somebody saying I'm hungry 15 minutes 15 times into a phone to a pizza delivery place. I just she's but, like, oh, and there's microfilm that's hidden and they put it in a fortune cookie so it wouldn't raise suspicions in Burma, which is baffling to me because they don't have fortune cookies in Burma. Yeah, and then on top of that, Professor <laughs> Plum creates a brand new fuse in the shape of a fucking fortune cookie. And out of polyester? Out Wasn't of polyester? Like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, you can wash it. Yeah. And then when they get their order, they are like somehow they misunderstood what I said, and they were delivered like a box of two hundred fortune cookies. Yeah. Which they I'm guessing is the, the fortune cookie in Burma in nineteen eighty six. Have you ever seen 200 fortune cookies in real life? No, no, I have. No. I have. It's it's a lot of fortune. It's more fortune cookies than what they were. Intended. No, they had like 50. They got yeah. like a big box. It's a lot of fucking fortune cookies. It basically in. looked like they took the container that has the grab and as many as you want fortune cookies at Payway and dumped it on the table. Dumped it. 
Um, and all through this, everything is punctuated with this like Casio track yes. of horribly racist music. Yes. Ding dong 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 dong. It's that yes. that knuckle song that you learned how to play when you were a little kid on the piano, where you just kind of run your knuckles across a black keys. <laughs> Yeah, it is, and, it, is, it is so to quote a phrase that we used to use to describe bad Asian racism on Sassy Cast. It was very ping pong, pang pang. Yeah, yeah, it was pigeon mm-hmm. for sure. Like yeah. it was. And I do want to say this in the midst of all of this. And I'm sure Courtney has a note. I'm positive <laughs> she has a note. I have a note about everything. <laughs> there is a scene. Of casual bondage. And. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what Sergeant Gray was very welcoming and like supportive he looks down the barrel of the camera and goes uh-huh and then just walks out of the room like <laughs> it, he he 100% looks dead to dead to camera and it's like yeah we this is for the grown-ups the special grown-ups and then just walks out of the room like in the middle of all this there's some bondage Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've really just sort of stopped talking about Colonel Mustard because he's the only one who's not just always doing problematic shit. No, uh, he's just so drunk throughout. He's Clip not two, there. He's drunk. I don't think the actor is there. Like, I no. think that that actor has I, the sun is down on him about halfway through this thing. And they were no, like, no, we got to like, finish. Um, he said, listen, I, I want to do as much of this as I can, but I have got a really hard out at four. Yeah. So yeah. I've got this, to go. Yeah. I will start walking into corners at seven o'clock. So can we start, can we get this thing going? That would explain in the casual bondage scene. So in the bondage scene, it's Colonel Mustard has been tied up to get him kind of out of the way. And it's Uh, not just tied up. It is like bondage. It's bondage night night at the Eagle in that. It really is. You can't see his face really. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Your boy's not there. He had a hard out. Yeah, that's somebody else. (laughs) That scene is not supposed to be in this movie. (laughs) He's like, no, I told you that I am playing the director in Noises Off, and my call time is my call time. (laughs) I got to hit my mark. (laughs) I appreciate your little production here, but... Like, this is cute or whatever, but I have an equity contract over there, and I've really got to make my I'm, time, or they're going to throw me out of the actor's union. <laughs> I'm not saying that the first clue didn't get me the role that I have to be at. That's why I agreed to do this as a favor. <laughs> but I have to be on I have to be on set. I have to be in chair at 645. It is six. It literally cannot start the show without me. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Um, so I do have a critique about their search method as they're trying to find the microfilm. Um, so they they take a, a fortune cookie off of the pile. They open it. They take the paper out of it. They read it. It is not the thing that they want, which I have a question about why they read it. Sure. <laughs> First question, why do you read it? You opened it. It was paper. It's not microfilm. You know it's not the thing you're well, looking for. At one point, even Miss Peach says, well, what does microfilm look like? Yes, and then they throw it back into the big pile with all of the other scraps and fortune cookie pieces. Mm-hmm. For someone else to read it. And other people are digging through that pile <laughs> <laughs> and checking those and throwing them over their shoulder. The, so outside of, and not even in, the the 
famously good Clue movie, the fantastic Clue movie, right? Mm-hmm. Excellent film. Outside yeah, the of the polar that, opposite of this shit, yeah. And include, and I'm going to include that. These people were manipulative, conniving killers. Never mm-hmm. was there a, never was, and even in the Clue movie, like they're comedians, they're going to do laughs, but they weren't inept, right? No, like in no, this, in, they're no. all inept, right? Like yeah. There, yeah, in 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 Clue the movie, the brilliant movie, yeah, no one no one is inept in that movie. The closest we probably would come to inept would be Mr. Green, but he we found out that he's just doing that on purpose. Yeah, it's purposeful. You know? Yeah, but, and in the game, you are like spending an hour and a half trying to figure out who killed somebody. That's not ineptitude. That's like an actual murder. I mean, you are the detective in a murder. That's what makes the game fun. These people and, are idiots. Yeah, and this and 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 in Clue and Clue Two, Murder in Disguise, they are like, I don't know what to do, but I like the fact that you give it such deference as to give it give us the the tagline for it every time you say it. <laughs> yes, you have to give it. You have to give it. You, you put the respect on its name. <laughs> you put the respect on its you name. Have to that it deserves. It's the only thing that deserves. Are you getting paid Clue name. Two money and we don't know about it? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> Are you in Big Parker Brothers' pocket? Yes, yes, I got to deal with Parker Brothers for this podcast. Jesus, Um, yeah, you know it's because you know they stopped making the Coca Cola Zero Sugar (laughs) Ultimate Edition, so I had to go with something. (laughs) Just let it die. Um, Oh, and at the very, very last minute of this video, they do say that they do, in fact, know that Burma is not in China. They do know that they're it's just not the same place. They're racist the entire yeah. time. They've just been aggressively racist about it. And then at the end, they were like, oh, and by the way, we do know that China's over there. <laughs> that wasn't in the but script. They just I had love... to say that for their own validity. Yeah, somebody had to like, do it for their own conscience. Yeah. I love, though, that the way that it ends is, is that Inspector Pry finally said, you know what? Fuck it. I don't care anymore. And he purposely puts up a sign to get their greedy asses to to think, oh, I'm going to kill the others to get the reward money. Yeah, they went to Wild West Town and had a wanted poster made. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, as Pry was like, you know what, fuck it, I don't care, let them kill each other. And then Pry oh. reveals that he had the microfilm this whole time. Showed us what microfilm looks like. <laughs> Thank you. That's the one thing that this thing does for us, is show us what microfilm looks like. <laughs> now I know. Maybe. Maybe that's not what microfilm sure. looks like. Maybe it's a microchip. I don't know. <sighs> Look, it has Dell inside. <laughs> I would be willing to say that this is like the anti-Carmen San Diego. It does more harm than good. It does. How many... How many geography le- tests were failed because some kid was playing Clue to ma- whatever it was, Master of Disguise, Roy, what is it? Uh, cl- clue to Electric Boogaloo. Okay. Um, clue to The Last Wish. Yeah. Clue, <laughs> clue to, to The Death of Jared Sin. Yeah. Cl- <laughs> clue to The Quickening. Um, clue to and, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> and shit, that was a good one. Clue to... <laughs> Clue 2 and the Temple of Doom. There you go. Yeah, that's a good one. This that's a is good the one. podcast now. Um, this is the bit. 
for the rest of time. We, Clue two, the year we made contact. There you go. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Um, the, how many how many geography tests were failed because some kid was playing Clue Two the day before, like on Sunday? It was like, sure, Burma's in China. Like this in China, right? Burma and China are the same place. He was Clue both, Two origins told me. He, he was playing. He was playing. He was both playing and watching. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego the day before to prep, and yeah. then and then played a round of clue two before going the new to batch school. yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> and uh yeah yeah clue two evil dies tonight that's what it is. <laughs> yeah that's a good one <laughs> clue two evil one. dies tonight this is our, I like the fact that at some point in every podcast we get to a point where we just make a joke so many times that we're telling each other they're good like, that's a good, <laughs> that was a good one. We just hit the bit just over and over and over. We're just um, gonna work it in the room until it's good. I feel like I need to buy a diary now because Clue to Aliens. It was so bad. <laughs> it's just Clue with a do- S and a dollar sign. <laughs> it was so bad that now I have to get on a train that will take me to Burma. <laughs> And talk about it for a really long time. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, so I got a I got a question to ask both of you though. Which one was worse, Clue or Clue Two? Unhappy campers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely Clue Two for me. Oh yeah, no Clue Two Resurrection was awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I, that one. I mean, it's the video itself is I, I will. I, I know it took you two forever to get through it. The video <laughs> is an hour long. I kept is pausing. It? I kept pausing it. <laughs> I don't think that that's it, true. It took me two. It took me over two hours to get through it because I yeah. kept pausing the fucker. I had to watch Clue to Secret of the Use while I was working. <laughs> no, the first one is bad. But no, clue to the cluening is baffling. <laughs> the cluening. <laughs> yeah, so I, we, I, 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 I have to say, I can't recommend these. I can't recommend Clue, and I can't recommend Clue to Doctor Sleep at all, whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, can't, cannot recommend these at all. How, how? My question for you is, how would anybody watch them if it wasn't for us? Nobody's out there trying to watch these things. No, no one's stumbling upon them on YouTube like I did. So don't do me. Don't don't do a me. Don't and then tell your friends about it and then make yeah. them watch it for something. <laughs> yes. God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right now, I just want to call her out. Uh, Courtney is just viciously searching the Internet for sequel names to drop on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just waiting for an opportunity to say Clue to Shrek Ever After. <laughs> Clue Ever After. See, I was waiting for an opportunity to say Clue to Dead by Dawn. Oh, that's also very good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I just couldn't think of a way to shoehorn it into the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking currently through VHS tapes like Shirley. There's something that I've missed. Um, Clue two in the 24th and a half century. (laughs) That's good. That's good. good. I wish that the never ending story wasn't the next chapter because that implies that there would be a clue three. Yeah, thank God. Oh my God, there there was no circumstances. Thank God there was not a part three to this. I don't know. Thank God. 
for me, Evil Dies Tonight would be my favorite clue, too. Clue <laughs> Evil Dies Tonight. <laughs> That's a good one. I don't know. Clue 2 in the Chamber of Secrets. It really That's starts good, to pick uh, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, Told you so guys this is the podcast. Clue 2, New now. Dawn. Clue 2, um, I'll just start listing Twilight movies. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Colonel Buster takes Manhattan. Here we go. Clue 2, Fire Walk With Me. Oh, shit. I love it. Love that. <laughs> Big top clue. <laughs> Big top clue. Uh, well, I, I I have for you guys clue to hello Mary Lou. Yeah. Oh goddamn, that was a good one. So um, I, next month is Halloween. It's it. I mean, we're in September, is which is which is Halloween Eve. So October is the month of Halloween. And I want I want to I want to bring Courtney back for one of the movies we're doing for Halloween as an apology for this. Who me? <laughs> yes, because this this was just this was bad. This was this, this, it was this, not this, even fun. No, Roy, Roy found a VeggieTales porn somewhere deep in the internet. He's gonna make us watch or some shit. No, I actually have antidote for us. For oh, this, you so. had something to to say that you're sorry for. Clue two, return to Oz. Yes. No. Yeah. Yes. Nope. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Courtney. Uh, God damn it, yes. Courtney. Yes, I, I, I have. I'm calling you at four in the morning when I can't sleep now, just so you know. <laughs> I, I do have something to make up for Clue two, season of the witch. Yes. <laughs> I like um, that we're about moving past uh, the second movie in any in any franchise and. Uh, <laughs> The Dream Warriors. Clue to the Dream Warriors. Why not? <laughs> Love it. Clue, here we go. Clue to Citizens on Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. All right. So as I as I, I was telling you guys, I found a movie for us as a sorbet to cleanse the palate, which is ironic because an element of this film deals with food. And you're probably going to want to eat sorbet after watching one of the segments of this food to totally cleanse the palate. Uh, we're going to go into Asian extreme horror. God damn it. Ooh. For, for <laughs> October. So, and, I, and when I found out that this is available on Tubi, hopefully it does not disappear on Tubi. Um, we're going to do an Asian horror anthology movie. Oh my God. And the it's going to have eye stuff in it. It's going to have eye stuff in it. No, but it's a, it's a lot stronger than that. I will let you know that right oh, no. now. Um, we are going to be doing the 2004 anthology horror film, Three Extremes. And the reason why I mention it involves food is because of one of the three segments that's involved. Thank God it's the first segment to get it out of the way because it's so shocking. But the three segments are called, uh, I'll go in reverse order. The third one from Japan is called Box. The, okay. second, the second one from South Korea is called Cut. And then the first one is from Hong Kong, and it's the most infamous one of the three, Dumplings. Oh, no. <sighs> and uh, I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> Furious. <laughs> And I've actually seen this. This is actually a fantastic film. Um, 
Dumpling Stars by Ling. Oh, no. Is this our first by league? Is this the This is our first by league oh, movie, yes. How? How have we been doing this show for six or seven years now? And this is the first by league movie that we're doing. See, if you guys know nothing about this, then I'm telling you nothing about dumplings. You are I'm not to be look at so mad at you. You you are not to look it up. Or anything, just know that it stars by Ling. That's all you need to know. That segment stars by Ling. Um, in fact, I'm not going to tell you anything about the three segments at all. I want you to go into this fresh and clean. Just know, though, that this is definitely going to make up for the fact that I have forced you to <laughs> to watch not only Clue, but Clue 2 Rescuers Down Under. <laughs> good. Good. That's good. Hey, uh, so about Clue 2 Goes West. (laughs) (laughs) I think we just... Hey, wait, at what point... (laughs) We just made Courtney fall into another dimension. She did. She did. She just read from the Necronomicon. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! I'm in a pit now. One it's a pit will of my make emotions. And one will make you small. <laughs> Christ. What are we doing? Why are we? Why is this us? This is what Clue has done to us. Holy shit. Oh. The the two things that have burned into my brain forever about these two things. Number one is Mississippi Queen. Holy (laughs) shit. Holy shit. If you just. Watch that part and tell me it's not infuriating that that guitar riff doesn't come in. Number two is that completely removed bondage scene. For a removed from anything bondage scene includes two. Removed from reality. Yeah. Removed from itself. It became it, it. It really did become like Twin Peaks at that moment. Like you just it's just like what. What is this? And then nobody says anything. They just go back to their quote unquote story and just leave it alone. Yeah. Well, the good news is, is after today, we no longer ever have to look at or deal with Clue and Clue do come back to the five and dime. Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean. (laughs) I swear to God, if you put this on a wheel. (laughs) I'm furious. Clue two and the seven dwarves. We need an intern. (laughs) That can that can go through all of these things and and make notes of every one that we've said. <laughs> every single one of them. Clue to Return of Jafar. Yeah, it's good. Um, oh, are we into Disney now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What was the second Aladdin movie called? Was Return no, of Jafar? No, re, this, I'm sorry. The second Lion King movie. Oh, just the Lion King two. I think that one's okay. just the Lion King two. So Clue to the Lion King two is what we're yes. calling it. All right. Lion King two. God. I'm just saying, this is for the entire internet if you want to make a joke about a sequel there's a lot of good sequels it doesn't always have to be electric boogaloo yeah it's true i mean we've proven that know. today clue to the escape clause see <laughs> yes there's so many they're just right there on the table waiting for you they are uh two clues clue too furious <laughs> two clues too furious <laughs> Clokio Drift. That was the second. 
that was the that was clue two was Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Tokyo Drift. Clue two, the heretic. Oh. Shaw. Yeah. Clue two, Hobbs and Shaw. The heretic's a good one. <laughs> heretic's a good one. Uh, clue two. This time it's for, personal. Clue two, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. <laughs> yeah. Clue two, 3D. Um. <laughs> they knew they weren't going to get a third. <laughs> That's right. Can you imagine if this shit was in 3D? They would just be lobbing stuff at the camera. It would, be, it would be the TV gag where uh, Ann Richards throws the candlestick at the TV just over and over and over. Yeah, and you would be the TV. Yes. Yeah. Clue the hands of fate. Put on your glasses now. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. were more interruptions. Holy shit, those interruptions, though. And they My. got more, like, arcane. And Was it just me watching it, or did they get more arcane and esoteric, like, as it went on? Draw, no, they, draw these cards, ask these questions, but don't do this, or you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> it was really aggressive. Uh, oh. uh, alrighty, gang. So thank you for putting up with cl- uh, these these wretched direct to nobody make the joke things. because we'll never leave. So <laughs> yeah. just let Roy wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Clue two. Happy death day to you. So that's good. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, gang. So join us. We got a lot going on in October, actually. I mean, just just us doing Asian horror is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, and by tip, I'm talking dick shark um yeah baby andy thank you um but uh dick shark (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we got we got a lot of fun stuff planned for the month of october so join us next time and yeah uh we all have courtney back with us for uh three extremes because i really want to hear especially dumplings i want to hear your reaction to dumplings (laughs) you're just trying to make me hate cooking (laughs) Stop talking about cooking. Stop talking about cooking. <laughs> All right, gang. Thank you very much. And we'll see you in the month of October. Clue Actually, no. to the Haunted Hills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh.